0: Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone. And this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast. Unlike any other, oh, yes, my friends, we have done it. This is Fairway
1: Road!
0: The Golf Podcast on the Rigor Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, my birdie buddies. We are proceeding with haste into this week's episode. We have the wonderful Pebble Beach experience just in our rear view mirror. In front of us is the Wasted Management Open. There's only one proper way to take on all the events of the last week. It feels like we've crammed three months worth of activity into a single week. Nathan Hubbard and I, my PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, will do our best to break it all down. The first tee's wide open. Nate Dogg and I are strolling over as a two ball. Nate Dogg, how you feeling, buddy? We almost lost Jordan Spieth off God a cliff. damn it, guy. You know, that, that was, I made my notes for today, and it seriously was the lead item on here. I... What are we doing? I can't believe it. I can't... It was so... It was, in the moment, it felt... It was ner- slightly nerve-wracking. It was anxiety-inducing. It was and reckless. Then, and then looking at it from the views above started freaking me the fuck out. I just, like, I
1: don't like it. Don't do that. It was unnecessary. <laughs> A lot of this week was unnecessary, but it was enjoyable. I, I, it was fun to watch. Uh, you know, we had some quality golf down the stretch and then some bed shitting. But I, I, my, I, I'm out on any conversation that this tournament shouldn't be happening. It was beautiful. Who says that this tournament shouldn't be happening? Uh, it's just, you know, I mean, look, the field quality was pretty crappy. Let's be honest. This is I not mean, a <laughs> super quality win. and, yeah, and it's, that's, that's not and a hot take, Nate dog. No, but it, Matt, listen, as we think about the Waste Management Open this week, you know, there were 25 people at this last tournament. There's going to be 250,000 at this tournament. Last week, the strength of field was dog shit. This week, it's the one of the you know, second strongest fields ever at this event. I don't know how much we can think about momentum as a thing carrying over into this week because a lot of people have chosen through the years not to play that. And by the way, it's because it's a six hour round and you're playing with amateurs and there's a lot of people for whom that sucks. But boy, the course showed well. It played hard. I, I, two thumbs up all the way around.
0: If we wanted to be gracious, and because it's early in the week, I'm I'm in a mode. This is it, I, I'm feeling North Dakota strong, right? I'm feeling Tom Hoagie, that that kind of uh generous, gracious nature that he displayed as as a winner. I want to be gracious to the PGA tour. Here is one way to solve your Pebble Beach problem. The greedy
1: the greedy PGA tour. <laughs>
0: the obnoxious greedy tour. Fucking Phil. Oh, um we recognized the tour recognizes what uh, an extraordinary um position it puts the the tour players in right it is not like any other event on the tour schedule and yet it it falls on a time on the calendar when it's important to have your best guys showing up and showing out and it also is that opportunity to rub shoulders with sponsors and and potential sponsors. So why not come up with a way to recognize the extraordinary imposition on the guys, the unique nature of this competition? The tour has money. We know this. Phil told us how much money the tour has $20 billion. According to Phil, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. I I, will. We'll talk about Phil in a minute, but, um, the, there, there could be a way to incentivize the best guys to come play at this thing. That's not just you know the threat of you're not we're not going to let you play other stuff unless yeah. you come play this event.
1: Look, Jordan's comments after the round for me were what you needed to hear. He loves the place and the fairways and greens firmed up. It was a real test. Uh, you'd like to think that that would draw the golfers in. Generally speaking, instead of going over to the desert or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they're going to do. It's it's just sort of where it falls in the schedule. And the fact that it's sandwiched around, as we've been discussing, some really great events at Tory And then this week in Phoenix is, uh, it, it is sneaky, one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. You're talking about the Wasted Open. The wa- the Wasted Open. I'm talking yes. about the Wasted Open. but I know it. To your to your point though,
0: this is the thing that I feel like is is kind of the missed opportunity that the the tour could seize back, which is it's an op. It, it is a rare instance where the tour is the really the only thing on television. This right. weekend, in between you know the the end of the f- football playoffs and and the Super Bowl, is a dead sports weekend. It's yes. dead on the calendar. All you're up against are like regular season doldrum games on the, in the NBA. I mean they they put out. This, the Knicks and the Lakers. It was a stink fest on yeah. Saturday night, and I, you know, covered my eyes and watched half of it. But like PGA Tour, this you're is a good at one. Pebble Beach. Yeah, the East Coast is under the. Uh, it's cold. Half the, the 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 Northeast is under under two feet of snow.
1: it. Wasn't, Grab it. it wasn't for CBA, It wasn't for lack of CBS trying. They, I agree. They showed a beautiful, beautiful telecast. Nance was just doing his. Hardest work ever to root for Jordan Spieth without formally rooting for Jordan Spieth on the telecast. We had a great Saturday round that was reminiscent of his Saturday round at Phoenix last year. Yeah, man. Uh, statistically, it wasn't quite the same thing, but, but his Saturday round this year was more impressive, right? He gained five and a third shots on approach, which was just insane. And uh, didn't die. And didn't die falling into the, to the ravine. So we had a great Sunday set up. Can't lay, you know, hanging around. And the irony of this week is it sort of ends with the reason why Phil made these comments this week is that Tom Hoagie and Troy Merritt and a number of other golfers who are good can beat head-to-head Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantlay on any given Sunday. And it happens a lot. And to have Phil's comments basically about creating a walled garden where the, you know, accomplished, established, big brand players don't have to get nipped at by guys who are good enough to beat them uh, was there was some delicious irony in Tom Hoagie coming down the stretch, making a hell of a shot, just a hell of a shot into 16. And uh walking off with a trophy. The
0: birdie on seventeen was the big baller to me. Like the, you know, he hit an unbelievable, you know, I'll call it once in a lifetime because it was his first, you know, tour victory, shot into sixteen. Um, and you know, they immediately called to mind Jordan holding out on that same hole right. a couple of right. years ago. Um, but the the to walk up to seventeen yep. and rolling in that that's what gave him the cushion. I mean, it was, it was really, uh, Well, well, and he said,
1: look, he's been in the mix. He was second at, at, at Amex. Yeah. Uh, you know, he said he, I mean, he was very forthright after the round with Amanda. I thought he's like, look, I've been in the hunt a bunch and I just have never felt comfortable on Sundays. And today I just, I was calm and boy, he sure played calm. It's just interesting to see you get yourself in the mix, you get enough reps, And one time, you're going to break through. Now, Jordan did not help himself. We got to be honest that coming down the stretch, it was a little speety in its own way, wasn't it? I mean, a 69 sort of undermined the fact that he walks off 13. He's got a two-shot. I mean, 14 is a par five. He pars. Very pedestrian, right? 15, 15, he's sitting there. Yeah, okay, he blocked it right. I got it. He made a nice sort of scrambling save for par 16. He's sitting in the middle of the fairway. He's got a wedge in his hand. He's, you know, 152 yards out. And doesn't get it done on the putt. That's when you're like, eh, could it? Is it possible? And then steps up on 17 and just felt uncommitted. Like, it's like he overthought the wind.
0: He said
1: he hit the best shot of, what, the week? Yeah. It was Quen- short, smoked an eight iron, but yep. it was 169 yards to to the bunker, and yep. I, it was just a weird moment where it felt like let's just get the ball in the green. Why, if we're if we're if we're not sure, let's take one more club. Let's just make sure we're on the putting surface. I know, but
0: that's you and me. That's you and me thinking this. You know, having the the luxury of sitting on our couches, our delightful, laid back Sunday afternoon into the evening. Perhaps a glass of Cabernet next to us and saying, Jordan, 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 just take the extra club. It's not like you're going to fly the fucking green, buddy.
1: Yeah, but there was there was a moment on 13 where they're sitting in the fairway and he's doing his normal sort of talking it up with Michael. And at some point, Michael looked at him and went, I don't know, man. Like Michael was just out <laughs> of options at that point. And guess what? Jordan took the club and put it to 13 feet and made the putt for birdie. So there and you're you like, go. All right. All right. They're yeah. so confounded that they're going to be fine. It just down the stretch to play 14 through 18 and one over is why the golf tournament was lost to Tom Hoagie. But you can't really say that. That's not fair. We should say that Tom Hoagie won it because he shot four under on the back and all nine greens in
0: regulation. So that's a guy going out and winning the golf tournament. And that's yeah. what we're all about here on fairway rolling. We'd like to see the guys come out and snatch it the way that Luke list last week went out and snatched it. A lot of similarities between Luke list and Tom Hoagie. And this is to me, the really, um, appealing part of the tour and the tour story, and maybe something that we'll get some insight into whenever this Netflix comes out next year, And a thing that distinguishes it from this Saudi-backed Super League situation where we got a bunch more information, maybe, about numbers Hmm. and guaranteed payments and some of the guys that have been approached and Phil Mickelson's extraordinarily bizarre effort, I think, at creating the The you know, the marker from which the yeah. other guys get to say, "Oh, well, that that's uh, so Phil really t- t- told the truth, and this is why we're per- persuaded to do this." What hoagie and list showed us over the last two weeks is something that absolutely flatly will not exist with this super league, right. And it's precisely the thing that Roy McElroy mentioned two weeks ago about why he finds the concept unappealing in addition right. to his discomfort with the, it being directly funded by the, the Saudi government.
1: Yeah, Tom Hoagie's last 10 events, he's playing like a top 10 player in the world in terms of his ball striking, period. I mean, that, 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 that back nine, as you said, nine greens in regulation, seven of those approaches were inside 20 feet. That's scary to Phil Mickelson. The well, question it, is why.
0: It, it, it shouldn't be scary to Phil because Phil isn't really playing competitive golf you know for 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 all intents and purposes right he he uh misses cuts by enormous amounts um this was a limited field and and you know well shout out to HV3 we love HV3 yes. i'm glad that you know for him and his family um this win plus the guaranteed appearance money you know was probably something that gives them a kind of cushion um that, that little baby adds and he's got the little yep. baby he's, he's he's a Jordan brand ambassador and he's in the masters at the moment because the world ranking points by virtue of the strength of field at that event put him all the way up to 45th so if he mm. hangs in there by the end of march he's in the masters and that would be compelling yes but you know i wish he didn't take home the fucking bonesomeal trophy as the as the price for uh that achievement. Hmm. I wish it wasn't that exchange. That's the way I'll put it. But okay. let's let's do yeah. this Phil thing because yeah. we we, we, Bro- we have to. We we our, we, our boy Brooks Kepka is on this episode. Yes. And we we managed to catch him the same day that he responded to Phil's comment when it was first published about the obnoxious greed of the tour and Brooks you know, quizzically. A little Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. That's right. So, oh, Dr- Dropped in the mentions and said, yeah. I wouldn't be using that word if I was Phil. Well, what do you make of,
1: of the Phil performance? Because I think it was performative. I do too. I think you're right. I, look, I think that Phil has spent a lot of time hanging out with CEOs of companies. And I think it's resulted in two things. One is Phil understanding that the, the, the tour players have not had a lot of leverage, nor a lot of competition, and therefore some things that they really wanted to get changed were not moving quickly. And like I think like you, what? Give me an example. Uh, I, I, everything from uh, schedule to prize money to um, okay. to okay. to player rights to I'm just all of the things that I think players in the digital age, and by the way, players looking sideways at the kind of money that athletes in other sports were making. You know, players starting to feel like, hey, maybe there's a way for us to make something better. And I think the pace of change at the tour was slow for a while. And so, as long as this Super Golf League, Saudi, whatever, has been, uh, you know, in in discussion, it has been clear that, hey, the agents were as excited about it as the players, because it gave them that foundational concept of leverage. And that's the first thing that I think Phil has been focused on. And I think, uh, you know, that is a very good thing for uh, the players to do. Like, it, there's no there's no doubt that you and I have thrown some stones at uh, the PGA Tour for things like uh, the pace of decision-making around the broadcast telecast, the changes that have been implemented, I mean, we're just saying that as fans, right? That's it. All all of the things that seem like inherently obvious. The the CBS telecast this weekend was light years different than it was two years ago. And I promise you that has come because of a lot of player input, but a lot of pressure that we've put on the tour. Well, and there's a new producer as well. Yes. How do the players really get... The kind of change that they want. It's only going to come when they seem to have a different option. That's the first thing Phil's thinking about. And so, to your point, yes, I think some of it has been performative. And and he's been very, if you read between the lines, very open about that. Like, we're going to create a boogeyman that, you know, just like any other player who's like, well, I've got an offer to go somewhere else. And so that'll force the change when you realize you're going to lose somebody. That's been the idea. And I think from a 30,000 foot level, that's just good business. And that's something that all the players should be happy about, right? Sure. The second thing that Phil has been doing in hanging out with CEOs, I suspect, and this is speculative, but it's reflected in his comments, is I think he's thinking about equity. He sees these guys who own equity in businesses that capital is how you make the money, not labor. And Phil wants to switch from being labor to being capital. And that means having an equity ownership in something. Now that is highly problematic with the PGA tour because it's not a going concern, you know, without w- without the players in it and, and the equity, but uh, we, can t- we can unpack the business reasons why that don't work in this situation but i i get the sense that phil believes his brand is big enough his stature is large enough that just like a ceo has 3% maybe more of a company that the big executive management team as he sees himself in the tour should have ownership in what they're doing and he's frustrated that he doesn't have it but he can't quite get his brain around why that model don't work here
0: and some of that has to do with recognizing what the other sports leagues have in place with their players' associations, where the players' associations, as a as an entity as a body, have rights that, that to to um, name, image, and likeness to merchandise, the sales of which create a revenue stream that then gets you know Just shared amongst, amongst the, players. the players. That's right. There's no such similar thing on tour and, and a lot of that has to do with the constant sort of rotating door between and this is my 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 surmisal, my theory. You can poke holes in it if I'm wrong. But there's kind of a rotating door between like players 75 through 150. Those those change and, and that might have an impact on a For kind sure. of players association. I also don't know like what what can the guys sell? The guys can help sell golf clubs. They can help sell golf balls. They can help sell apparel. They all have their own individual opportunity to go cut those, cut those deals. And they do. And those deals are super lucrative and they don't share that money with anybody else. Yeah. Troy
1: Merritt does not get Phil's sponsorship money. Yes,
0: that's exactly right. So which way do you want it? Now Mm -hmm. he, he uses, he talks about media rights. Well, I don't know what that means in this context. He has the right to do what Bryson has done, which is go and create a YouTube channel and create. He has an Instagram thing, and he can go on there and be the personality that he wants to be. What he can't do is show himself being great at golf in the golf competitions. Well, that is the same universal truth in every other organized sport. Am I right about that or am I wrong about that? You were right about that. So I don't know what he thinks... If his argument is the player should get a bigger cut, that the person should be bigger, that there ought to be other kinds of incentives to help um, you know, push the brand further, that that's an argument.
1: That that But there's no owner of the tour. Let's be clear. No, in the in, that's in right. the in the football basketball worlds, the the players union is negotiating with owners who have equity in the teams. And so they have franchise value that is larger. There is no owner equity owner of the PGA Tour. It's a nonprofit. And so the tour exists to generate revenue, to handle the logistics and the deals and all that, and then to return as much money as possible to the players. And That's create, why they exist. Create playing opportunities, right? Yes. And by the way, it only works if there's a bunch of players there together. If Phil, as, as we've shown, Phil goes off and does a breakaway league with 20 guys, it, it ain't going to work the same. It just doesn't. It'd be like LeBron taking two teams and play. Okay, well, we watch that. Maybe there's only you know a a smaller group of start. But like the XFL had a lot of trouble, and you know why. So I I just don't think it's it's the exact right uh, you know analogy uh, as Phil was setting it up to be. But to your the way that you started this was hey, I, I understand what he's trying to do. It seems like he's trying to force through some change. What this really, the question is, are people going to break off and go to the Saudi-backed golf league? Is that about to happen? Because it felt like, and we got, a, you and I traded a lot of texts. We had a lot of inside information coming in that there were golfers who are in the top 50 in the world who are not the big stars, uh, but who had real tough decisions to make by the end of last week. They had, Double digit million offers in front of them to go break away and join this league. We know that. Uh, we also are, are pretty clear based on some of the talking around that happened in the interviews in Saudi and beyond that some of the big players have those offers in front of them too. We know Bryson has something in front of them. We know DJ has something in front of him. Uh, certainly it seems like Phil. The question is, are they going to say yes? And last week, Phil's comments, though well intentioned from a let's create leverage standpoint, created a fuck ton of public backlash. That yeah. Gonna, that that would make it very very difficult. It feels like for people to root for and support him breaking off.
0: Do you so that's, do you agree? That's that's precisely why I'm so befuddled by it. Right. It was such a curious decision to go out claiming kind of victim status to try and 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 paint you know to demonize the tour. To paint the tour as as villains, right? There there was a a way to message this while you're in fucking Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like the tone deafness of it is just unbelievable. Um, and it 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 tends to me to demonstrate a a kind of you know um just out of touch with with the 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 sort of consumer who 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 the group that these folks hope to present this entity to and get eyeballs on it. I mean, part of the thing that's come out and we will see as this develops, the amount of money that they're talking about cannot possibly be recouped by any
1: TV deal.
0: What, no. what broadcaster is stepping forward and paying, right? Well, you know,
1: but so all, play it out. So why right. is the money coming in house? We
0: well, uh, well, you and I know as it relates to this, it league, it's fucking sports washing. It's yes. the, it, it is to. To, you know, uh, legitimize this this regime that, you know, by all uh, indication has engaged in human rights, serial human rights abuses, including the murdering of a U.S. citizen in the last handful of years, and return it to some kind of, of primacies, like a kind of normalizing. I understand what sports washing is. I understand the motivation. I reject it. I didn't watch 10 seconds of that stupid tournament. And, you know, I, I understand the conundrum that the guys are presented with in terms like of accepting the money the
1: Olympics right now too.
0: same thing. Like, you know, I, I don't begrudge any of the young folks that are over there competing on behalf of our, they have a one uh, one out of every four years opportunity now, to compete. You and I both you and I both. But, you know, the, the it's 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 complicated for reasons that are outside of their control. Yeah,
1: and and, um, and Phil not acknowledging that component of what they are using to create leverage is is the source of the tone de- deafness and the criticism at the end of the day, and boy, the golf media has really leaned in on that.
0: I I think with good reason, yeah. right? So one of the things that's curious to me there we we don't have a full picture of how any of this might ultimately develop or work. It is. Curious to me that we have not heard a peep out of the competing Super League, um, the one with the UK-backed um, money and the group of investment bankers that have come up with something that they've proposed as a joint venture with the PGA Tour, a complementary exercise um, that would feature some of the team concepts that you know, some of the guys um, Approached by the Saudi concept are or, are or lauding as as being uh, desirable. Wouldn't it be fun to have more team concept? Yes. Um, and the and this the 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 group in 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 the UK um, has has that all sort of baked in. We just haven't heard anything about them or from them in this context. And maybe
1: that's deliberate. Uh, yeah, I assume it's may, deliberate. They may right? be letting the other guys set themselves on fire. I don't know. Yeah. Right. That, that's that's exactly right.
0: Well, uh, I'm glad that HV3 won because I'm rooting. I root for that guy. He's a friend of the pod. He's been on this podcast. Had the opportunity to interview him after he won in Australia. So now he's got a win on the uh, European tour and a win on the Asian tour. Yeah, HV3, come home, baby. Time to yeah. win one here.
1: I, I think there's one other no- point to make, and and the the listeners will hear this in the Brooks interview. This issue is dividing some of the players. I mean it really is and and, as we talked about last week, geez, is this going to be a harbinger of who's on what side meaning the 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 who was playing a t and t who was taking a week off versus who was out there, and the answer is unequivocally yes right? unequivocally yes, great, that was a great recruiting call. closing dinner event yes, that's for right. the guys who had uh who had offers in front of them, and by the way, that's why we saw Bryson show up, hurt uh play around as best he could and then, and then withdraw a cause the money was good, but B you know, there were meetings to be had over there. There's no doubt. Uh, and again, hope that he, you know, we will get into Bryson in, in in a second, I'm sure. But this is becoming a bit of a divisive issue within the tour and, and people are starting to pick sides and, and there is some resentment amongst the players who support the tour, uh, towards those individuals who or believing that they're a little bit bigger than the game of golf, because it feels like it is not about growing the game. It is not about establishing something for future generations of golfers. It is about uh, self-enrichment. And uh, there's a lot of guys who feel like the reason that golfers get paid the way that they do, uh, albeit they could be paid more, and, and there's a lot of work still being done to make that happen, but the reason they get paid as well as they do is, is that foundationally the structure of having 125, 150 golfers and a feeder set of feeder tours that lead into it is the way to flourish the best competition possible. And that this effort is a way to keep some guys from having to go out and compete and win in the same way that Jack did, in the same way that Tiger did. And there's some guys who resent the hell out of that. And I'll let the audience decide what they hear from Brooks Kepka.
0: it's a a great point. And, and, you know, on on that note, right. So we can name names, right. We know that Jordan Spieth is a tour guy. We know Rory is a tour guy. We know Brooks. We now know Brooks is a tour guy. Patrick Cantlay is a tour guy. Justin Thomas is a tour guy. That's a pretty good list, right. Of, of, you know, what we don't have on the side of the tour ledger are Um, guys who are maybe still in a curious undecided mode. That's, that's us being generous to, to guys like Tony Finau to guys Mm -hmm. like, uh, Xander Shoffley, I guess, um, to, uh, I mean, you know, at this point, you know, Bubba is in an emeritus status, although I like him this week at at the Western, (laughs) I mean, at, at the, at the wasted, um, and, and the, uh, uh, you know, some of the, the. Other guys, the bunch of the, the you know, Euro guys that yes. we saw,
1: right? Yeah. And the, the Terrell Hattons and guys like that, you know, I think we're we're not exactly sure. Right,
0: right. So uh, TBD, but that was not a dull week that we just experienced. That was a fun
1: week. There's, there's a lot of potential change underway in golf. And if at the end of the day, this ends up creating change that players are happy with, I think history will look a little more kindly on Phil than the golf media did this week
0: I do but you know how it's hard not, it was for me to not make a joke about his insider trading when you were talking about him spending all this time with CEOs do you understand how hard it was and how what a charm life he leads anyway let's talk about Phoenix are you going this week I am not going this
1: week because. But you've been Yes. Oh, I've been uh, many, many times. Yes. And Wh- why? Why aren't you going? I'm not going because uh, I have a son who is a LA Rams fan, and the Super Bowl is in LA. And marvelous. Uh, yeah. So, marvelous. so, so th- it's Super Bowl week here in LA. So, uh, little, little business to do. Little, little game to be uh, attended. But I will tell you this: uh, it's the only sporting event that I know of that does not formally announce the attendance. Uh, because they are worried that if it really lands on the radar of the <laughs> evildoers of the world, that it will be viewed as a target. Oh, wow. And so they literally don't talk about the attendance. Uh, I've heard that directly from the CEO of Waste Management because they're trying to to keep what is one of the most fun sporting events in America on the down low. I, I don't know how much longer they can do it. It feels like there's a lot more energy around it this year. A ton of the golf media there and tweeting and Instagramming already because uh, I think they've figured it out. So this one feels like it's going to be, a, uh, if not if not the biggest, certainly uh, you know one of the biggest golf tournaments that Phoenix has ever had. So uh, I'm fired up for it because it's just so fun. And it's not just the 16th hole. The 16th hole sits in a goddamn stadium and it is a zoo and you will hear all about it and they'll talk about it. But the closing stretch of those holes, 15 is a really fun par five that you've absolutely got a birdie. Some guys can Eagle there. You come into the stadium and it's like the gladiators coming into the Coliseum and very few people get out alive, but then 17 is a drivable par four. And then 18 just has a crazy tee shot over water. So it is just such a fun back nine. So many things can happen. And this week, finally we've got almost all the best players in the world in this tournament.
0: Yeah. 18 of the top 30 by my count, including John Rahm defending champ Brooks Kepka, who you will hear from momentarily, my Eagle enthusiasts. Of course, Jordan Speith and Patrick Cantlay coming down from Pebble. Justin Thomas, he took a week off. He went to Big Sur with his uh fiance. Congratulations, I mean, yeah, JT. It,
1: it was interesting. He chose not to play the tournament, but instead went to Big Sur. It's almost like he couldn't, he couldn't get too far away. But I mean, <laughs> Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas has has the absolute best performance here overall over the last four years.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you we're we're not going to sleep on Hideki who are our, our homie, uh, Justin He's Ray has pointed out yep. and and has the best scoring average, um, here over the past, uh, over the last 10 years. Oh no. Pardon me. Xander hasn't beat by three hundred. Xander Xander's number one on a minimum of 12 rounds played then Hideki, but yes, two wins for Hideki. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about set the stage for just what it's like on the ground.
1: It's an absolute zoo. Yes. It is like going to Coachella. Right. It's not the preakness. Okay. People aren't jumping off the porta potties into mud. It doesn't feel like a Buffalo Bills tailgate where people are jumping onto the tables. There's still a lot of, you know, sundresses and 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 collared shirts, mm-hmm. but Man, uh, it is as loud as can be. All of the traditional etiquette of golf, other than like there's white noise conversation as all the players are hitting. Nobody's yelling and screaming yeah. in somebody's backswing. Yeah. But other than that, all bets are off. People are stumbling around at five o'clock on Friday as the last groups are finishing. Forget about it. Like I have seen, I saw Bo van Pelt double a hole because he was just, he could not focus with a bunch of frat dudes just falling out of the stands. It is a zoo.
0: Yeah. Our, our boy Sobel is physically there this week. Jason Sobel from, uh, the action network, uh, golf bet as well as Sirius XM. And he, uh, in his story this week shared, no, he has an enormous affinity for it also, but to capture the spirit of, of what it's all about, you know, uh, at the end of one of his just just in the moment you're describing this this like a friday late afternoon two bros you know stumbling uh, in a bro hug away yeah. re- realizing they haven't seen a single golf shot
1: right well that <laughs> and it's thoroughly possible but what's weird about this is that the stadium has intense energy i mean at 9am that thing is slamming yeah. And it's loud, and you can hear it from all over the course. And people are cheering, and they're doing fun shit. And like it is so fun in there. But that, and 17 and 18, is really where most of the people cluster. So you can go out to holes like 12 and even 13, like the, the, the early stage of the back nine, and you can follow groups, and there's not going to be anybody else around. But by the time you come in to 15, uh, the green at 15, you can't get into sixteen unless there's hour-long waits just to get into that grandstand. And there are people, uh, it's going to be so fun this year because it's going to be totally full. There are people on the left side as the, as the players are teeing off. There's a couple thousand people. There's a guy in that pit who has a huge whiteboard, and they have Googled everything about every player in this tournament. And whether it's like the caddy's girlfriend's dad's name or something, you walk in there and they are trying to fuck you up and make you laugh. And, and it is just so fun. It, well, it, it, the best fans are, are are in that stadium. I have a request. It's not going to happen in
0: 2022. This is now officially on my bucket list. Yeah, Can we please go together next year? Can we yes. please go in 2023, February of 2023, the Nate Dogg and House together at the Waste Management Open. Can we do this?
1: Yes. And let's just say this is the one where the PJ's has figured out how do we piggyback off of another sport, off of other things that are happening to have a great lead into the Super Bowl? The Sunday round here is fun as hell, and it's worth watching coming into the Super Bowl. I hope that they really use it to market uh, what's coming down the stretch in golf and 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 golf generally as 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 best they can this year.
0: It's a it's such a good point. It really is on the PGA Tour the big event tournament, right. That sets you up for the run. We we're going to have the players. We're going to have the masters. It's it, we're, we're all teed up, but this is, you know, February, the, you know, the first couple weeks of February, the lead into the super bowl is, is massive yeah. and it's a giant spectacle. And yeah. that's exactly what the, the, the tour to your point, um, could be leveraging. And I think, you know, they, they, um, have, they showed us last week, you know the some of the big event stuff, and I'm glad that they toned down a bunch of the celebrity silliness. Yeah, uh, Amanda did the best she could walking with yes. uh, Macklemore and Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q actually had a really thoughtful um, answer to her about I how she did golf work. changed him. Yeah, um, but in any
1: event, uh, yeah, this tournament to... it's never over, dude. You, somebody could shoot five under in the last four holes, well, no question. Just like Pebble, so let's and talk that's about why it's fun. Yeah, classy. Look at
0: the classy winners here: Brooks last year, Webb Simpson. Yeah. In twenty, Ricky Fowler. Last last time we heard from Ricky Fowler on the top ten on the uh, world rankings um, back in two thousand nineteen. Gary Woodland, Hideki Hideki Brooks. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Kevin, we're, we're Stadler, but yeah,
1: yeah, we're saying goodbye to Luke List. We're saying goodbye to Tom Hoagie this week. Like, I think th- so. We're going to go back to the pattern that we were seeing which was just a a classy group of, and that's not to take anything away from those other guys, but I think no. that, I think it feels like this is a big boy tournament and we're going to have a big boy winner uh, just given the guys who have played well here historically. We got Victor coming off a win. We got John Rahman, Arizona State alumni, playing the best golf in the world and super pissed that he hasn't won since yeah, the U.S. Open. Super right. pissed. I know. We, we got Justin Thomas, who has led the field here in score to par, birdies are better, strokes gained approach, strokes gained total. Thank you, Justin Ray. uh, Here, you know, all these guys are coming. We got Patrick Cantlay, who was a weird fade down the stretch. Uh, It was just a pedestrian Sunday for Patrick Cantlay after getting to three under through his first couple holes. The fact that he didn't close, it's it's gonna be a great tournament. Uh, Who are we not thinking about, House, who we should be thinking about? Scheffler's odds are weirdly... Like, he's like, I see him plus 2,700. I don't totally understand why he's ahead of Tony Fee now. I don't totally understand why he's ahead of some of these other guys. That one is a little Luke Listy to me, but what are you seeing?
0: So, I'm on um, two guys. One I feel better than the other. Um, actually, I, I, I'm going to talk about three guys, but anytime this is, again, this is just just the challenge of Brooks Kepka. He's the defending champion, he's on our show. Uh, so, I'm going to take him because it's that old rule anytime you can get brooks kepka at 25 to one or better you have to do it now he's demonstrated to us he's been on a on a real sort of uh lackluster run but that's in in part because of where he was like physically as as everybody we did that's right
1: and he's he's stood but he's healthy for the first time so Maybe we look at Tory as him just working it out to get ready for this one. Well,
0: and and you know, Tory, he did the exact same thing last year. He played Tory last year as a as a warm-up so that he could have a, an orientation for the US Open. And that worked because he finished in the top 10 at the US Open. Would he finish 5th or 6th? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's been on this this like quiet lackluster run in the fall uh, into into the 2022 schedule. Um, you know, t- tied for 28th at, at in Hawaii. Tied for ninth at, at Tigers thing, the twenty man thing, mm-hmm. um, down at the Hero World. But um, if you catch his attention, you know what what he's capable of. Thirty to one, it just you know I just can't leave that alone. The yeah. other guy I'm ready to welcome back is Louis Louis Usti Husti. Finally, mm. Louis is playing some golf. He was supposed to go um, to uh, he wasn't going to play in Saudi Arabia, but he, w- he was going to play on the European tours. Uh, the, your, the events in the desert and he had travel issues apparently. Um, and maybe there was, there's COVID in there. I don't know. Uh, but he wasn't able to go play. I mean, this is an outstanding price. Uh, Nate dog 41 to one plus 4,100 for Louie. I know it's his debut, uh, tournament of, of, of the season, but you mm-hmm. know, we just watched Matthew Fitzpatrick, um, in a similar position, finish tied for sixth that, at uh, pebble beach so even if you don't want to jam jam on louis to win this event outright his top five top 10 top 20s are all going to be decent there's no reason he can't play good the other guy who has a great track record at this event uh and i have mixed feelings about him because he's flying from saudi arabia that's the thing to phoenix that's the thing this week is bubba so Bubba's made the cut four straight times. Um, he's finished at the top five twice in the last three times that he's played. I like Bubba price-wise. Another guy at 41 to 1. He hasn't won since 2018. He's kind of been, like, you know, coming into view, but I'm not going to bet on, on him to win. I just think he might be worth, like, a top 20 bet.
1: I I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I, I th- This one does feel super chalky this week. I mean, the, the one thing I'll say... Uh, is if you're looking further down the leaderboard, Wyndham Clark shot a 61 in the first round here in 2020. And the the course sort of set up well for him because he hit it well and, and puts well, or he hits it a, a mile and puts well. But that's a lot of guys on this board, right? But his odds are, eh, they're, you, you can get a pretty good bargain on him for, from a top 20 standpoint. Uh, other than that, this week, uh, some guys are talking about Mito, who's basically in the same odds as Wyndham Clark. I'm just looking at, I'm looking at Justin Thomas and John Rahm and yeah. thinking about the battle that we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, where where Thomas certainly came away frustrated, Rahm certainly came away frustrated. I'm going to be stunned if one of those two guys doesn't win this golf tournament, with or without Victor a Victor Hovland appearance.
0: Yeah, I I can't argue with it. It does have that that feel. It feels both of those guys not not that because they um, fancied themselves as um, you know. Uh, top of the, the the sporting world, main stage guys. Um, but the Super Bowl happening right after one of them grabs down a trophy feels like a, a pretty decent, you know, lead in.
1: Yeah. And we got Riv, we got Riv the week after. So we're sort of peaking in this early part of the season. I, I know that these guys probably would rather win at Riv overall, but I think John Rahm would rather win this tournament than Riviera.
0: Well, his best finish so far is, is like tied for fifth or something as an amateur. So he hasn't for, 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 you know, a back, uh, backyard kind of venue having, uh, you know, Arizona state as his, uh, collegiate experience. It, it does feel like, you know, him jumping up and, and reminding everybody because he, we've seen frustrated John Rom here for the first month of the season.
1: Yeah. Well, only other, you know, the only other one that I loved uh, Joel Damon this week. I didn't love the Sunday stretch. The game got a little bit away from him to be sure, but he's at like plus 9,000 on fan duel right now. I, I don't know. I, I don't think Joel's going to win this tournament, but it's a home game for him and his game is in pretty good shape right now. So uh, he, he finished, I think T six last week uh, at AT&T would not surprise me to see him top 20. Again, the game is in pretty good shape.
0: Another guy setting up for uh, a nice top, top 20 uh, wager at least, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, Nate, we have the defending champ uh, on the line ready to chat with us. So let's, let's turn over to that uh, conversation with Brooks Kepka and hear how he's feeling entering this week's Super Bowl preceding Waste Management Open. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI, it's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? To find coupons and start an instant online estimate. Visit JiffyLube.com.
0: All right, my Eagle enthusiasts, this gentleman about to join us needs no introduction whatsoever. All you have to do is look at the leaderboard when it's a major and the homie is going to be in the one, the two, the three, the four, the five hole. Brooks Koepka, welcome to Fairway Rolling.
3: Yeah, what's going on, guys? All good?
0: All good. So look, I want to get the preliminaries uh, out of the way. First of all, how many times may Nathan call you Bruce today?
3: <laughs> yeah. Zero. Zero? I got, to back. I got to go back to the scene of the crime next week. Yeah, it like, <laughs> it you know, takes I'm a lot know.
1: of fucking stones to fuck up his name at this point.
3: Yeah, it's, we're going on, what, seven years?
0: So. <laughs> the Tory thing was deliberate, right? You were in on that one.
3: Uh, I wish I was. Uh, I had a good laugh at it. You did have a good laugh. <laughs> it was dad, so that, so it made me
0: laugh. Oh, got it, got it. That makes sense. All right, so the uh, only other thing, and then we'll start talking some serious stuff, but I really am curious about this. Will you keep the blonde hair for the Masters?
3: I mean, I'm not. It's still dyed that color by then, yeah. It's okay. just got to be out by the wedding. That's it. That's the only rule I got.
1: She, she said no. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't think that would fly very far in my household. Um, I she doesn't care if it's got to be buzzed, whatever. But, yeah, it should be good. I'm lucky enough. I got a full head of hair, so it'll grow
1: back. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I watched you play with Homa, Homa last week, and homas he's grown out the mullet to compensate for the bald spot. I don't know what he's doing right now. So, diet blonde while yeah, you can.
2: Yeah,
3: he's got a lot of flow in the back, for sure.
1: <laughs> it's good work. Literally, ba- back hair.
0: I wanted to see the green jacket with the blonde hair because I I don't think yeah. that they've had that down there in Augusta before.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I <laughs> said so that's probably the last place anybody would expect that. But yeah, we can we can make that happen.
0: I'm I'm rooting for it.
1: House, let's start with what the fuck is going on. We're embargoed, so there's going to be more news. But Brooks, what the fuck is going on in in golf right now? There's rumors flying everywhere about the Saudi scene. You had a very interesting Phil Mickelson response on Insta today. Uh, Any insight you can give us into, is this a reckoning for PGA? Are are we about to have huge news? Is it a small group? What do you know?
3: Uh, I don't know, man. I've already made my stance pretty clear where I'm at. Um, I'm happy with the tour. I like where we're at. And um, as far as that that comment,
0: I don't know, man. Take it how you want it. I know what I meant by. um, I'm interested in this upcoming season, particularly your health, because it seems yeah. like the only thing that has um, gotten in the way of you continuing your major championship tear is just your, your wear and tear. So, um, how you feeling right now?
3: I feel good, man. Like I said, with my trainer, we've, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. We've worked with him since 2019. And, five good weeks of health during that entire time so um i feel good i feel happy uh with where my body's at this is the best i've felt in a long time so um yeah i mean to be honest with you never should have played against the last year but uh i mean i don't don't need to be healthy to compete
1: it looked last week like you were working uh you you were walking well and you hit some good shots you hit some you know what are the parts of your game that you're working hard on right now with the body finally letting you do what you hadn't been able to do for a long time? No, man. Uh, Like I said, my
3: body's moving great. I'm happy with where I'm at. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long road coming. So, uh, I'm pleased where I'm at. And now just, we're just getting everything dialed in, um, where, right where we want it. Um, you know, obviously with the equipment change has been, it's been very easy, easy transition with between the ball um, and, and the driver. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, there is a little bit of adjustment period. Um, you know, to be honest with you, that ball flies so good through the wind, it doesn't move in the crosswinds. Um, and it's, 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 it's been a lot better. Um, you know, in testing and we did it in 2016 where we blanked every golf ball out. Um, and I didn't know the difference and Trickson was, the uh, uh, I couldn't decide between two balls and, you know, my, my caddy was the only one that knew where, or what ball was what, and um, the only reason I played the other one was because I played it for a long time, and um, you know it's it's it just showed you how good it is. I think Trixon probably one of the most underrated companies, um,
0: and that you know that is what it is. I'm happy. I'm very satisfied. Very underrated company. So I want to talk about about the uh, the Super Bowl week. Um, not only are you defending um, in Phoenix, but, you know, as as has now become a custom, you are doing some spots. We're going to see you during the game on behalf of Michelob Ultra. I know there's one that has, has to do with bowling. Are you any good at bowling?
3: Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm all right. I was telling everybody earlier, I had a bowling class in high school, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> It was, uh, it was a lot of fun to shoot. We had a, we had a good time. Obviously, there's a lot of great athletes, um, you know, some of the best ever to do it in their sport, in their profession. And, um, you know, you get... It's cool to be a part of that. Um, you know, Love Ultra, obviously, has, has been tremendous to me um, and my family. And I've had a lot of fun working with them over the last... I don't know if, uh, if it's been a long time. Um, and, you know... It's it's cool because their values and everything they believe in is something that I believe in as well, and I think that's important when you're choosing, uh, you know, a partner partnership. And um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to shoot these commercials, but uh, I think this one's probably my my favorite um, uh, Super Bowl commercial that we've we've shot together.
0: Yeah, they're featuring the idea of gender equality in sports, um, which means that you're kind of surrounded by a bunch of of folks. When you shot the commercial, did you get to meet or had, maybe you've already met folks like Serena and uh, uh Alex Morgan?
3: Yeah. Uh Serena lives two doors down from me. So she's okay. I'm mean, golf ball and seems into, like they <laughs> Yeah, I, I could literally throw a golf ball into her yard um and and hit her house but uh I won't do that I'll save the trouble but uh yeah I mean I've gotten to know a few few people um you know I've known Alex Morgan for for years um she's incredible obviously um and then you know Jimmy Butler I've got to to know a little bit just from we we got season tickets to the heat so um been around him a little bit um got to know him and it's I mean I don't know I don't know Peyton as well um never really met um him personally but uh it's it's been a lot of fun to to shoot this i mean you get these these great athletes um you know one room and um it's it's cool to talk and and cool to be a part of
1: brooks can you talk about those values a little bit because you're a guy who's built up you know your own sort of personal brand in a way you've got a platform through instagram but your words carry a lot of weight and not just on the tour but sort of through sports in general when you say things. They generally resonate and and seem to make an impact. Can you talk about those values and and why this matters to you?
3: Yeah, I I think it's important just because um, you have to believe in what's what's right. I think that's, um, you know, one thing that Nicola Vulture and I stand by, um, doing the right thing and and making sure that the right thing happens. Um, You know, I think you can see over the last probably, I don't know, few years that, you know, if uh if you don't hold your word with me, it's it's no good. We're only as yeah. good as your word. Um so, you know, I've got an issue with that if, if you don't do that. But um the global ultras, um, you know, they've they've been tremendous in, in the things they're trying to do in not only in this world, but bring light to um situations and in different instances where um light needs to be shed, I think is a good way to put that.
0: Um, one of the things over these NFL playoffs, our colleague, uh, Kevin Clark, who mainly covers the NFL for the ringer, um, but also is a deep golf nut. He's written about you a bunch of times on the ringer. Um, he went on the golf channel and they tried to come up with PGA tour comps for various NFL players. You did not come up in that conversation. I have no idea why, but I have my own ideas about who your comp might be, you know, but in the first place, do you think you're more. Of a of an offense kind of guy or a defense kind of guy. I
3: don't know, man. I like my hands on the ball, so literally. Okay. You know, I, uh, I mean, but I think that's I think that's just the sport of golf, right? But yeah. It's an individual sport, so I mean, selfishly, I like to say quarterback. But uh, I mean, being foot doesn't help. I mean, Russell Wilson and, and those guys, those guys are, you know, doing their thing, and they're they're six foot two. But um, yeah, it's. I man I ain't fast enough I mean I've trained with enough of these guys to know that they're a hell of a lot bigger and stronger than I am so uh, it's interesting man people don't give them credit you put pads on you get twice as big uh, I remember Larry Fitzgerald one time we, <laughs> we went to go see him at uh, um, in Ohio we were there obviously with the, the fire stuff on the WGC and I'm, I've known him seen him without pads every other time uh, multiple times and He's a big dude, right? And then all of a sudden, you throw pads on him, and you're like, "Holy cow!" Like I wouldn't want to hit this guy. If he came running across the thing. I'd be <laughs> go go right by me, bro. It's, it's all good. So yeah, I mean, these guys are big and strong, man. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't compare to any of them.
1: Well, Fitzgerald's playing this week with Streals at the AT and T Pro Am. So I guess I, I know. I know you're not there this week, and I know some guys try to avoid the proams. Uh, but when you see dumb donkey handicappers in the eight to 12, eight to 18 range, like me in house, do you have a go-to tip that you dole out that you just know is going to make somebody like that any better?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the one big thing is I always ask if they should chip it or putt it. And I'm like, you're asking me to putt the thing. That's the one big thing for me. So every amateur can figure it out around the greens. It's, it's putting's probably the best choice. So if you got that, uh, you got that question? Just put it. It's easy. It's simple.
0: Yeah, that's it. Maintain the ground game. Last question, Mister Kepka. It is Super Bowl week. Who's your pick?
3: Ah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I want to see the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow. Good, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow's the man, dude. I love him. Um, he was actually out there doing some rehab when I was out there. I had my surgery, so um, you know our, our doctor did. This hurt on both of us, and um, he's had nothing but good things to say about Joe, um, but then um, a couple of boys, I know, um, on for the Rams. So, I don't know, man, I'm torn, but uh, I'll probably go to the track.
1: Winners picking right. winners,
0: house. That's it. Winners picking winners. Brooks Kepka, we greatly appreciate you coming on. It was overdue. You got to come on again.
3: Appreciate it, boys. Thank you.
0: All right, there we go. Our thanks here at Fairway Rolling to Brooks Kepka definitely rooting for him at 30 to one nate dog until next week my birdie buddies we have in front of us this fantastic waste management open then riviera nate is gonna is in his backyard we're gonna get a chance to hear some boots on the ground experience there um my birdie buddies let's all look for a little return on investment in the meantime let's try and hit him straight out there